Welcome to Mountain Mama Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mama's uh, nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I am Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And I'm so stinking excited that you're here, Deborah. We've missed you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I keep lying and telling people that you're off doing like, you know, international schemes and. <laughs> well, I mean, the last, I mean, the last little while, it's just been studying. Yeah. <laughs> That's just taken up a lot of my life because I was working on becoming a personal trainer. I'm officially certified and done. Yeah, Yay. as of yesterday. As so. of yesterday. So oh. now every single second that I'm sitting down, I don't have to be like, oh, I should be studying. <laughs> yeah, we all hear that. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're so excited to have our guest lecture. Guest lecture. We're so excited. <laughs> it's, a TED, it's a TED Talk today. It's a TED Talk. <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. I know. We're super excited. This is Angela Terry. We've had her on before. She was did some episodes for us on the Appalachian Trail. She's huge into hiking and through hiking and long distance hiking. And she just this year was able to do the John Muir Trail. And so we captured her for all her um, adventures, trips, and tips, and all the kind of fun, cool stuff that she's going to share with us today. But to introduce her, she's from Provo originally, and currently lives in Payson, Utah. She's married, has four kids. Uh, she's got older kids. Like, I have little, so it's so yeah. neat to see that they grow up. And be <laughs> like, they sound like they're functioning members of society. Like, you have a married a child, one is on, like, a church mission, mm -hmm. uh, one's at home, and one's a senior in high school. So Yes. I feel yes, like you're halfway there. there is light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so far, <laughs> that's so great. Um, and then you work as a substitute bus driver. And last time you had mentioned because it gives you the flexibility of just leaving whenever you want. Like, it does. It does. And sometimes the kids are great. Sometimes they're pains. But it does give me the flexibility to do have time off when I want that time off. And when I need the chunks of months off at a time, it allows me to do that without asking for time off. That's oh. so brilliant. That's really cool. Yeah. Especially <laughs> yeah. for, yeah, especially not just for like a day here and there, but like you said, for huge chunks like yeah. months. That's amazing. So I just tell them when I'm available. Mm -hmm. I don't ask for days off. So I say, <laughs> hey, I'm available next week. I'm available all week long. And they're like, great. But when... You know, Thanksgiving comes, we take a week off and we go RVing down in Zion. We take a whole week down in Zion. And I don't ask for that time off. I just say I'm unavailable. Yeah, so, that's brilliant. That's in really fact, good. that brings us to our fun fact about you. Um, you are a huge RVer. Yes. So motorhome. Do you, what kind of motorhome do you guys we have? We have a fifth wheel. Oh, nice. So we have a F-350 long bed and then it pulls our fifth wheel. Your pickup. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. And then so... We love it. We love taking it. I love taking it. I love having my bed. My mattress is the same in my RV as it in in my house. <laughs> so it's exactly the same. Nice. I sleep the same. We take our pillows with us. It's just, I love it. The total opposite it. of backpacking. <laughs> it is. It is the opposite, but I love both of them same. So it's kind of hard, mm -hmm. but I'm outside with both of them. So the yep. one I have my house outside and the other one, my tent is outside. So. Mm -hmm. And you do like oh, YouTube and um, blogging and all that kind of stuff with the RV. Like you guys have a travel yes. thing. So our YouTube channel is called Travel New Trails. And I have all of my 
backpacking adventures are on there as well as some of our RV trips. Sometimes our, we're working on the stuff that we did this past summer. Um, we went out east and spent some time out east and we did car camping on this one. And I did some hiking, but I got injured. So we ended up car camping more than mm. backpacking. So, and we had a lot of fun That's doing nice some car that, camping. Yeah, like option, that backup So plan. it was, it was fun. It was fun just having that and using that. So we've, we've done it all this year. So it's been <laughs> fun. Awesome. So if people wanted to check that out, how do they get on it? Or what's the title again? Travel New Trails. That's yeah, just it. on podcasts. Well. Just on, on YouTube. YouTube. Oh, on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. Yep. On YouTube. It's great. So. I've checked it out. <laughs> and uh, I told her to shamelessly promote herself. And actually, her husband's here in the background. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Hi, Ron. <laughs> He's her co-conspirator in that <laughs> yeah, adventure. So. Yes. You look it up on YouTube, you'll see both of us yeah. chatting. Oh, it's so great. Good times. So cool. We're excited. So I want you to kind of let us know. You were doing the John Muir Trail, which is, in, which is where? The John Muir Trail is located in between... Yosemite National Park and Mount Whitney in California. In California, it's in the Sierra of California. Just Mount Whitney is what is it west of Bishop, just in the top of the mountains up there. So mm -hmm. that's where you're looking at. And it's, how many miles is it? It is 211, but it ends technically. It ends at Mount Whitney, and you have to go somewhere from Mount Whitney, so you have further to go afterwards. Because <laughs> so, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. So we happened to go northbound. So we had to start before Mount Whitney, and we didn't get to start at Mount Whitney because that's a special ticket. It takes a lottery to get to go up to Mount Whitney. So there's oh. different places on the okay. trail you can start. Yes, there are. Along that 200. So you can oh, do the full 200. Or do you yes. start in the middle and go one And direction? you can go one way or you can go the other mm -hmm. way. And some people will come in at a certain point and go from like Kearsage Pass, come in Onion Valley, and then just go out of Whitney and only do like a three-day hike ah. and things like that. So you can break it. You can break them in, into chunks. There's Bishop Pass. There's a lot of different entry points. And so if you don't get the full ticket in, then you can get into different places into oh. it. So... Oh requires a lottery going southbound because that's the most popular one is to start in Yosemite National Park at Happy Isles uh -huh. and go up to Tuolumne Meadows and then go south from there. But mm -hmm. we started south and worked our way north. So we started not on the trail. We started at Cottonwood Pass mm -hmm. in Horseshoe Campground. And about how far away is that from... Like, or into the trail. It's like, like into the 30 trail. miles. Okay. <laughs> it's like 30 miles in. So we didn't even start the trail until like the third day. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm really fascinated by this because I, I really would like to do that trail. I just think it looks so cool. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. gorgeous. It is. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Tell the people like why this trail? Because you've done the Appalachian Trail. I know you have your sights on Pacific Crest. Like. So the crazy thing is I hiked this trail with three guys. They're all 65. They're all born the same year, which was <laughs> in 56. I remember that because they were 65, born in 56. Um, the one gentleman I hiked with two weeks, one in 2020, I hiked with Papa Smurf in the Smokies. 
And then again, we set up a week. And that was his trail name. Yeah, that's his trail name. No, it's Papa Smurf. <laughs> He's actually the. <laughs> he the, actually is the <laughs> Papa Smurf. <laughs> we brought him back from You wouldn't believe his backpack. It's teeny tiny. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it takes him so long to get everywhere. But, he's tough, but he manages to he keep, up, there. keep up the pace. Like, well. I knew and you know, but like not everybody listening knows about trail names. So I just yeah. yes. So the tra- his trail name is Papa Smurf, and so I hiked with him in twenty, and then again in twenty one when I came back onto the Appalachian Trail, I hiked a week with him there, and wow. that one day that we hiked, I had met a guy who he was hiking with the day before. His name uh, is Juggernaut. His trail name is Juggernaut, and he had mentioned that first night that we were. Back on the trail outside of Damascus, he said, hey, Juggernaut, are you interested in doing the JMT? That's on my bucket list. And he's like, sure. And he turned to my sister and I said, are you guys interested? And my sister's like, eh, I know it's a hard one. I'm like, eh, let me get through this first and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> so then he asked, he asked me, hey, do you want to do this? I said, sure, I'm willing to do it. And so he got his cousin old school it went with us Mm -hmm. and then juggernaut went with us so we had all four of us hiking on the trail so that's kind of how it started it's a small world (laughs) that's i this was not on my list this was nowhere on Mm -hmm. what i was going to do the john muir trail was nowhere on a list for me so i have other things that i wanted to do but i'm like hey you know what? I'm up for an adventure. If someone's willing to do it, I'm willing to go with them. Why not? Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Let's do it. So we actually started. We and, st- and tell me, like, what is, like, the oh. reason why people want to do this trail? What was it so cool about it? Uh, some of them want to go back to where John Muir and the trail that he and the Sierras, because it's... Uh, like a pilgrimage. Some people, kind it's of kind thing? of a pilgrimage. Yeah, Some people are really drawn to John Muir because he kind of lived up in that area and the Yosemite and all of that. And it's John Muir very rough. And he was so big on conservation. Yes, conservation. Mm-hmm. Helped start national parks, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Just, so yeah. you get that. This is very remote. So you don't have cell service. And to get in and out, you're hiking over passes. This is not just, hey, let's go for a backpacking trip and we'll be fine. No, this is one of those that if you don't have your in-reach satellite beacon, if you don't, you're not having communication to the Mm -hmm. rest of the world. If your people get lost constantly up there, people who know the area, who've hiked the area, who've been there several, several times, they're getting lost. This is, it's just not easy territory. This is mm-hmm. rugged land. Wow. And so it's nothing to mess with. This is something you just don't mess with. Mm-hmm. You, you stay, you stay in contact, you stay on trails, you, you don't go off. You, yeah, they've, I know this year, the ones that I know of, there are four people currently missing that have been missing for a couple months right oh. now. Oh, wow. They're just lost. Oh, they the haven't found them. They yeah. have not found them. Going up for a day hike up to one of the mountains coming back down one is currently lost at the moment and he's he's a guy that has been years and years in the sierras hiking mm-hmm. and just hiked in from devil's post hole and is missing oh yeah. and they're like okay yeah i mean the hike wasn't supposed to be that long yeah. he's a long distance runner type thing he's a trail yeah. runner yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> so just missing 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so like you said, so definitely have that satellite. Yeah. Yep. Beacon, like, yep. Always have a satellite beacon have. for sure. For sure. So it's just a rugged area. Mm-hmm. It is so rugged. Probably one of the hardest things I had on this trip was being the seclusion that it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't use my phone and I had to rely upon my battery bank, but I couldn't use it too much because then it would be gone before I could get back into town and to charge it up. So how, you had said it's tricky to get into the, tricky to get the permit to get in. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going to, for those of you guys, we're just starting a Patreon program and she, um, Angela's going to share in a separate podcast, all the tips and tricks on how to actually get a permit for the John Muir Trail, which is barely impossible. So if you want to get hear those trips, then um, make sure you sign on for their Patreon program. But, but anyway, like, yeah, you said it's pretty hard for getting to get in. So you were, who yes. was able to get the permit? And So I was on the phone with Papa Smurf and they all live in the South. All three of them live in the South. So we were both on at the same time and we were both trying to get the permit and he actually got on and I just helped him walk through the whole process of going through. He had everything planned out, where we're going to stay, everything like that. So nice filling it out, but we needed contact information and emails and things like that. So, Ah. so it did, it took a couple tries um, during the week, making sure we knew exactly what we were doing. So yeah, and it's called the golden ticket. It's a right? golden ticket. Yeah, everyone calls <laughs> it. You got the golden ticket because yeah, if, if you're able to get. to get through, do a through hike, either northbound or even southbound, because southbound is a lottery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so congratulations. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, so what months were you hiking that oh. this year? So we hiked in August. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. So we started out August first. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband drove out to Mammoth Lakes. Okay. And we stayed in Mammoth Lakes for about four days doing acclimatization. Mm-hmm. Oh, was, smart. So we were there about 10,000 feet. Mammoth Lakes is one of the highest areas you can go. And then we'd go up into the mountain areas. I guess it's a, mm, a little bit more than eight. And we'd go up there and then we'd hike trails up above Mammoth. And so we'd hike in that area. Up and there. what was the elevation on that? I think it's like eight. 8,000? It's like yeah. eight or something. Mm-hmm. So we, we did some hiking up above 10, around 10. We did some, yeah, close to 10, which honestly wasn't enough, but it did okay. <laughs> it did okay. Just saying something because we live at like 4,000 in Utah. So, yeah. 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 So it, was, it wasn't too bad. I know Payson is at five. Mm-hmm. It's like at five, six. So it wasn't too bad. But when we drove out there, we were driving along and... The monsoons, we happen to be at monsoon season. And so the monsoons were hitting the Sierras pretty bad, like like the Uinas. If you've been in the Uinas, you get those Mm -hmm. afternoon rain showers. The big thunder and lightning, Mm -hmm. that's what was going on. We had a lot of hikers that were stuck up in the mountains going through this. Um, I'd hear stories from hikers coming in town and they're like, oh my gosh, we were just stuck up there and we were just hollering back and forth from each other's tents, making sure... We were okay, that everybody was okay, that their tents were still up, that they were dry, that just looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. And so those came down and it happened to flood out the trail to Mount Whitney. You couldn't get up to Mount Whitney oh, wow. to the trailhead there. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get up to the trailhead at Kearsage Pass at Onion Valley. That trail was, people said they climbed up to Kearsage Pass to go down into Onion Valley to go resupply 
and there was no trail. I mean, oh, it was yikes. just a mountain side. It was just a mountain side because it's a small trail built into the mountain. It was washed out. It was completely washed out. Oh, wow. And um, Horseshoe Campground, getting up to Horseshoe Campground where we started was completely washed out as well. Mm. So they, we didn't know if we were going to be starting on our, on the fifth or not. Mm-hmm. This was the second. And when Ron drove back on the second, he said Nevada was just covered in debris. The road was covered in debris and they needed big people movers to move all the dirt, the dirt off the roads. Oh, because wow. it was, it had flash flooded across the road and everything. Is this pretty common in August to have the monsoons it is. in the Sierras? In Utah, well, Utah has them as well. Mm-hmm. You have to watch the monsoons here in Utah. It just hit really, really hard because that they had that moisture coming up straight up from the Gulf of Mexico, and it was coming straight up north of California instead of across. So it was coming up north, and then it'd go, the winds would hit, and then go across the Sierras. So it hit... <sighs> It hit that southern part pretty bad, yeah. where it knocked out the trails. Oh, so yeah, man. it was it was a little crazy because there were some trails that were washed out, that you're just kind of walking along, just finding your way <laughs> along. Because oh look, someone's been there. Let's go that way. So <laughs> oh, it was good. <laughs> it was good. But Curiosa, coming down Curiosage, they um, the rangers had done a really good job about putting. By the time we had gotten there, putting in trail there, um, it was five days. After we had started, so about the 10th. So where did you so, end up starting the trail? What was the time? We started the on the 5th at Cottonwood Pass. Cottonwood Pass. Okay. Yeah, it's Horseshoe Campground. Mm-hmm. So you have the option of going over Cottonwood Pass or Cottonwood Lakes. And we chose Cottonwood Pass. Apparently it's the easier one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did that first, we did that first pass. And yeah. it was... We started out in rain. It was completely rainy that day, um, just the first few hours. But I went into total panic attack. Like, holy crap, what am I doing? What am uh-huh. I doing? Why am I doing? And I've done backpacking. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, you couldn't get a hold. And, and I went into that. I can't get a hold of our car. She's gone. Oh, your shuttle. Our shuttle, yes. Mm-hmm. Can't get a hold of Alice. Can't get a hold of her. Here we are hiking along, and I start going up this pass, and I literally start, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. I start panic attacking. I'm like, I'm at, ele- this, this elevation is high. I'm going to, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't have any support system. I have nobody with me, but I have these four guys. We met this <laughs> wonderful girl named Amber Rose, who was from the South. She's like, hey, can I hike with you guys? And we're Aww. like, sure, come on. <laughs> but yeah, I had a hard time uh-huh. I mean, on that, that makes first sense. day. It, I didn't eat much at lunch. I made myself eat because either altitude or panic or just anxiety mm-hmm. had just set in. And it was, it was a terrible first, like, How did you day. cope with that? Like, how did you work through it? It was one hike at a, it was like a step at a time, literally. And we were going up and over this pass, which was switchbacks, of course, and it was one switch back to the next switch back. And I would try and catch my breath on the corner and I couldn't catch my breath. I'm like, I am mm. not even at 10,000 feet. <laughs> uh-huh. I should be just fine. What is my problem? And I couldn't catch my breath. And mm-hmm. I just kept going. And once I got over Cottonwood Pass, I started breathing better. Like, okay, I'm in this. 
Mm-hmm. There's no turning back. <laughs> like you had to uh-huh. commit. You are stuck. You yeah. are stuck until you get out at Kearsage Lakes. And that was how far away? Like five days. Yeah. How many yeah. miles do you mm. think? I don't know on that one. I didn't even think. Yeah. But do if you know how many, even if you're just thinking like that's five days and you're already feeling five, the panic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the first day I we did 15 miles. That. And 13 miles, 15. Oh, 15. They okay. ended up doing 15. We said, he said, Oh, we're barely doing 13 miles. I'm like, Oh no, why did the math you know that was 15? And they're like, No, it was 13. We're like, That was the biggest joke is you know, that's a 15 mile day. <laughs> or we just joke and say, Well, that was 13 miles. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was just a tough day. We got in a great campsite, but it was just too many miles on the first day for some of the other guys were having issues as well because they live at nine feet of elevation. Right. I was going to say that's rough when you come from the coasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had, um, Amber Rose had been living in Oregon and right on the coast. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so she was having the same issues. Mm -hmm. This was only like her third day in the area. (laughs) She's like, I don't feel so good. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Here's what you need to do. And Mm -hmm. she's like, okay. So, you know, we, I survived, but that first day was not, it was not ideal. What were you recommending to people for the elevation? Like, cause I know the elevation sickness is a thing. Like it is. It'll kill you. It so. was, and they had one die on the PCT this year. Oh, yeah. And it, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And so. Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, yeah, the Pacific Crest Trail. And so. I just, I just told her, I'm like, okay, so we're going to, you know, just take it kind of slow. I want you to make sure you have deep breaths, make sure, because we would go down to elevation and then we'd go up and over a pass and then we'd go back down to elevation and she had a headache and I'm like, let's make sure you're drinking lots of water, make sure you're hydrated, make sure you're peeing good, make sure you're, and so, and she was doing great. I said, I just making sure you're eating, making sure. And in the next morning I said, do you still have a headache? And she said, no, it's not as bad as it was. I'm like, okay, let's check your headache where it's at. If it continues to get worse during the day, then we're going to need to make sure that if it gets worse, then we need to make sure that we get you out. Mm -hmm. And if it gets better, then we'll see how you are. And yeah, she took things slow and she did really good. And by the second day, she was, it was coming, it was coming off. Yeah. It takes your body some time to adjust. It's, It's a hard thing to gauge, like too yeah. much or and like is it time to bail or are we doing okay and I'm getting a little better yeah 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, and yeah, you yeah. have to know I'm like you mm-hmm. gotta know your body yeah so well and so one, yeah one thing that I think is so cool though is that like yeah you've had that panic and all of this however as soon you know but you're able to really also focus on other people and yeah and then be like oh okay almost like taking yourself outside of yourself outside of myself yeah yeah to like help with like I the anxiety. Yeah, that really helps with your own personal anxiety to like to snap yourself out. It's just like, okay, look out of okay. my cell, like look around. There's other people suffering. There's yeah. right. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm gonna make this. It, mm-hmm. It's all good. And two of these people I had just met. Like, yeah. I had just met old school and juggernaut. And so this was a new, you know, there's a new dynamics. Mm-hmm. You don't know these people. You don't know how they hike. You don't know. Are you good? Are you compatible backpacking with? people because mm-hmm. sometimes you get into a situation you're like oh this is not my jam right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we don't get along it's great that we can go shopping together <laughs> and go out to lunch but 
in this situation, we're not so good together. <laughs> so it, you never know when yeah. you enter in that situation if you're gonna if you're gonna mix or not. Mm-hmm. That's always you never know. Yeah, and here I am stuck true. 25 days doing that. Uh-huh. So <laughs> you never know. But yeah. So tell us about your third oh. day. That was your big summit day. That was. So third day, we got into, um, the day before, we got into Guitar Lake. And Guitar Lake is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And it is up at probably, we summit at 15. It's probably up at like 12,000 feet. Wow. So it's mm-hmm. up nice and high. Yeah. And you're sleeping there, which is great that you're sleeping at like 11, 12. And we got up at 2 o'clock in the morning. And just kind of, I have a trekking pole tent. And so I just pulled my tent, my trekking poles out and stuck my bear canister on top of my tent and said, good luck, (laughs) bye-bye. And off I went with my trekking poles. Mm -hmm. And everything was just left there. Mm -hmm. And Because you're going to come back. We're going to come back and pick it up. And then we went about six miles down trail Mm -hmm. to camp down further down. So we hiked up. It was great that we did it in the dark. It is a super steep trail. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad when I'm Whitney's so glad I didn't see Mount it. Whitney it is, is like 200 switchback. I feel like it was like 200 on one side and 199 on the other. Oh, it is crazy. It it's is it's crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. And so it was good. So Maybe we, it's a hundred, but it was something ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, it's the biggest summit in the lower 48. Yes. It's the tallest mountain in the lower 48 yeah. at yeah. 15,508. Yeah. So 14,508, sorry, 14,508. <laughs> And so we just went up in the dark very slowly and we started going up. Um, We were trying to get there at sunrise and we didn't quite make it. It was a little rocky in some of the spots. So being with just your headlamps makes it a little difficult, but it was gorgeous watching the sun just kind of come up and the whole sky kind of lighten itself up so beautiful and the pinnacles that because we were on the far side of the pinnacles we're on the west side of the pinnacles and so we'd go through cracks that were showing through and you could see the light just coming in between the rocks and then you'd you go around and you just kind of climb up the edge of whitney kind of rounds off i don't know have you ever Mm -hmm. done it yeah you just it kind of rounds off. You come around this backside and it rounds off to the top. You can actually see the hut for a long <laughs> distance. You can see it up there, but you, in the, the dark hut you being can't. The... the hut at the top of Mount Whitney. Oh yeah, you there's can see a hut it up a, there. Yeah, you can yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see it down on the trail further down. You just didn't. You don't know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so we started going up. Um, Papa Smurf really wanted to be there at sunrise, so he kind of he went ahead of us. Um, old school was having issues. He was having altitude issues. Mm-hmm. And so we were taking extremely slow. Juggernaut actually bought one of those oxygen in a can. <laughs> and you're like, that is the funniest thing ever. Who would need that? But we actually administered that oxygen. And mm-hmm. it's lightweight. It's only, it's so super light. Lighter than air. It's lighter than <laughs> air. It is. And they actually, we gave it to him at the top. We didn't mm-hmm. quite make sunrise, but just after it came up. And huh. we gave him this. We gave him oxygen, a couple hits of oxygen, and it really helped him out. Wow. How does that work? Like, you, you just like a, it just um, like you put your top. mouth on it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like an aerosol, kind of like an aerosol hairspray type can. Oh, where okay. kind of like um, what is it? That makes a lot the more aeros- sense. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like a pop. Same. I'm like, wouldn't it dog? Just- <laughs> 
Ow. No, it's like compressed inside of the can. Oh, okay. And kind of like whipped cream. Like you have your whipped cream type yeah. thing. Yeah. And you do like short puffs, like three um, seconds mm-hmm. into your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you that, ex- uh, that extra oxygen that you need. Yeah, it's like hyperoxygen. Wow. Yes. Okay. And so he, it really, really helped him out. And I, I looked at them in Colorado, and I've seen them here in Utah. I'm like, that's so funny. Who needs that? <laughs> well, guess what? That little, li- little bit of oxygen really helped him out, that little bit of mm-hmm. weight that they carried up. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed up there for a long time, took pictures. Mm-hmm. And then I started freezing my tail off. And I'm like... And I have to ask you at the top, do they still have a bathroom up there? Because when no. I was there... It was like, it was a little wooden sign that said highest bathroom in the U.S., but it was just like a pile of rocks and I think a wooden horseshoe butt seat. Butt seat. (laughs) No. Uh, no. But I'm sure many people have used that up there. I did. I did not. But yeah, that it was, it was amazing up there. Cell service. It was nice. Oh yeah. I did. I did video chatting with my family. And Mm -hmm. so that was a lot of fun. I liked doing that. But yeah, to have, we all did our pictures, did our group pictures, and then yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's so. gorgeous. That is so gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I think I sent that to you. <laughs> yeah. I think you have that, yeah. Yes, we have a I'm, picture we're going to include on the podcast. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. a really cool picture. Yeah. It's beautiful. So, <laughs> yes, I'm glad I, glad I got that one. All right, so we're going to stop you there at the top of Whitney. Freezing your butt off. Freezing. Um, and, um. Did she make it? (laughs) Did she live to tell the story? (laughs) Excellent. And then we'll, we'll be, she'll be joining us next week and we'll have the rest of her story. So yeah, we're, thank you so much, Angela, for joining us this week and sharing your story with us today. And to hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Angela, click the subscribe button and get them directly to your device every week. And also become a Patreon. This is a new thing we're starting by donating $5 a month and have access to our bonus podcast, Mountain Mama Misadventure Hacks. Um, It's going to be a series of pro tips from all our guest people who are on um, just like the highlights of what things that they learn. So definitely become a part of that. We would love your support as well. And um, these proceeds go to help mountain mamas and help women get out in the mountains and have adventures. So yeah, we appreciate your donations and being a part of that program. It is so awesome. That is it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.